You're listening to the Racking Focus Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Racking Focus Podcast. This week we saw the Goldfinch. Right. From Amazon Studios and Warner Bros. and directed by John Crowley. What else has he done? Do you know? I have no idea and it's a spoiler-free review so I don't want to spoil anyone's experience. So let's talk about the movie itself. Fair enough. Um, I really enjoyed this film. I need to go back and watch it again. It was two and a half hours long. Very, there's a lot of movie in here, like a lot of movie to digest, and you got to go back and you got to watch it again. Uh, and we talked in our full review uh, that it's just jam packed with everything technically just done so stinking well. Um, one of my favorite cinematographers, Roger Deakins, uh, shot this film, and I loved the uh, just. I guess how he, in in a way, painted the images on screen, which he does in every film that he's really working on, uh, whether it's a cyberpunk film like Blade Runner 2049, right. or, um, you know, a historical, like, American Western, uh, which I'm going to say is, we're, oh, brother, we're out there, which is really not that, but... But it's yeah. colored mm-hmm. like a, like an old a older film with its kind of tan color grade. This was um, he he just the color he uses. I could just go on and on. So I really shouldn't talk about Deacons for too much here because I just I'm going to talk about his color and his composition and the way he um, frames his uh, two shots and his over the shoulders. Like everything that he does is just like if I was to be a cinematographer, like I'm going to try and emulate his style. Like the detail he has in his shadows. And the way the light falls off uh, of, of the subject's faces, whether it's um, by candlelight or from a blown out window, it's just everything he does is so technically perfect, yet feels so real in the world that you're watching in this movie. Uh, and I just don't know how he makes that magic happen. <laughs> yeah, I think what I would say about it is, if I mean from a very specific movie standpoint without doing spoilers, is there's shot after shot after shot yeah. that's beautiful to look at. Yeah. And that beauty does never detracts from the storytelling. Yeah. But it is still present. And so I walk away with images in my mind. Yeah. I framed images that I want to see again. I want to go back and see it again to see yeah. those images. Mm-hmm. And as an audience person going, you know, people say always look for the Easter eggs. This is not a movie to look for the Easter eggs. Sure, there's tons of detail work in the actual story to yeah. look for. But the real Easter eggs in this are images and sounds and costume design and production design that is extraordinary. Just all around. Just every every little bit of this movie is just so precisely Crafted uh, that there's nothing, and I think we say this a lot. There's nothing wrong technically with the fan. It's hard to make a movie that doesn't look good now, mm-hmm. you know, unless it's Aquaman. Um, right, but that's because that's a cartoon, it's right? A cartoon, it's just right. animation. But like this, this movie is just so well done uh, on all. And you, you particularly liked uh, the production design. I did. I thought that there was very specific choices that. Are, are, if you're not watching for it, it's still holding up the story. Yeah. And I think costumes even more so. I think the costumes and their integration into set and the cinematography was extraordinary. Yeah, absolutely. Um, talk to me about the acting. Um, what did you What did you think about the acting? Did you enjoy uh, all the performances? Was there somebody that stood out? To yeah. You so more than, I more said this in our spoiler filled, and I'll say yeah. it again. Jeffrey Wright is a wonder, yep. and he is brilliant in this yep. film. I think Nicole Kidman too. But why don't you talk? So, so the acting is great, and the, yeah. and the, as 
you know, Josiah said, and we'll say again, it ta they take their time. But yeah. what do you think about the kids versus the adults? So yeah. the story does have a child-adult parallel. We can let there's, you know that. There's this, there's this linear editing, uh, non-linear editing kind of thing where they flash back and forth, back and forth. I thought the, uh, the casting for the adults versus the kids was spot on. Uh, in the same way that we, we watched it last week, chapter two, spot on. Um, they're doing a great job finding kids that look like these adults. I don't know how um, uh, they're they're finding this kid that uh, Oaks Fegley, I think it was was his name, who looks like a younger Ansel Elgort. Uh, both very strange names, I guess. Maybe that's what it Maybe is. Maybe that's but, what it is. Uh, spot on. I thought Finn Wolfhard as a young Ukrainian Boris was just. Uh, I didn't buy it at the beginning of his performance, but I was like all in on him being Ukrainian towards the end of his uh, performance. Yeah, and absolutely. And I, I talked about gesture being the same, and that's yeah. part of what may have made it difficult because he's gesturing similar to the adult version yeah. of him. Right. And that may have felt less true, but by the time they're just friends, that is full of truth. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this, this is a movie that's filled with symbolism and motifs and themes and just a lot uh, that needs to be unpacked on a deeper level and we don't have the time to do it here. That's right. Um, if you want to hear about that a little bit, go listen to the spoiler filled. But uh, this is really a movie that I need to watch a second time, a third time, and then even read the novel that it's based yeah. off of to kind of dig out all of the, um, you know, the themes that are happening in this movie and, and to get to the characters on a deeper level because I want, I would love to know more about um, what is driving each of these characters a little bit. I'm sure that she breaks down Boris more in um, in the book. The, I mean, the movie in general has a lot of characters. There's a lot of uh, screen time given to each per Even mm -hmm. Luke Wilson um, and Sarah Paulson's character that come in They get lots later of on. screen time, There's a, there's a decent amount of screen time and a lot of character given to them that's uh, that's not just outrightly said. Like, you get who they are based on their performance, what they're wearing, how they act, everything drives from a character perspective. Uh, and that's what I really like about the movie is that they take their time and they let the audience kind of think about uh, who these characters are on their own. They don't just say like, my dad's a drunk. Right, exactly. You know, we, we kind of figure things, things and we, out. We see so much violence between adults and children, especially men and their children. We see these sort of violent acts that happen over and over again that yeah. seem without, that, that seem completely integrated into a world. Right. Without being moments where we're saying, where did that come from? Or, oh, I knew that was going to happen. Everything is yeah. done in a lovely, sort of very clear, well-directed, well-blocked way. And nothing was overly predictable to me. Like, I did not, actually did not know where this movie was going to go. Yeah. I, it was, I was just kind of along for the ride and was like, okay, they kind of tease a little bit in the beginning to something and you'll if you go see the movie you'll know what that is uh i didn't know how that was going to play out in the end and honestly i forgot about it halfway through the movie and then they came <laughs> back to it and i didn't know where they were going to go again so uh overall really really enjoyed this film uh give me your recommendation would you go see this in theaters would you go wait for it to come out on netflix or would you avoid this altogether? just because of the cinematography i say you go see it in a theater yeah. i i, I want to see it on a big screen that doesn't mean you can't watch it at home yeah but you need i really think it's a big screen with the big screen sound yep uh and i don't think you need to read the book first although i, I think, think so it either. probably honors the novel yeah. i don't think you need to how yeah. about you what do you think uh i agree i'm kind of on the fence of like this would be really, really great at home, 
the only reason to go see this in theaters, I think, is to get Deacon's full cinematography, yeah. to see the production design on a bigger, bigger screen, and for the better sound. Obviously, we didn't mention sound design in this at all, but it was, uh, it was there, and it was not jarring, but it was, really, it was just really, really great uh, to kind of accent each individual, individual scene. So. Yeah, so you can watch it at home, but again, I said this in the other review: watch it with the lights off. Like this is, yeah. this, this is to make give yourself a cinema experience, even if it's at home. Yeah. Yep. Two and a half hours. I don't think you guys will regret it. Uh, it should be on Amazon at some point. Oh, yeah, sometime not soon. Not sure when, but... So go get your Prime membership. Yeah, and, yeah exactly. <laughs> and uh, check out the Goldfinch. Guys, thank you so much for uh, listening slash watching this uh, edition of the spoiler-free uh, Racking Focus podcast. Uh, we would love for you guys to connect with us on Instagram, Twitter. To do that, just go to our website, rackingfocuspodcast.com, and you can find all of our social channels there. And you can even connect with us in our private Facebook group where we talk about uh, movies and uh, more movies and more movies. And you can also, when you get to our webpage, find out what we are in fact going to see next so you can not have to worry about seeing a spoiler free. Although we'd love you to watch these and then go see the movie and come back. It's, it's, a, it's a great opportunity to know where we're headed. And sort of follow us on the cinematic journey we're taking. Uh, so we hope you'll do that. We hope you'll contact us at rackingpocuspod at gmail.com. And last but not least, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Even if you're watching this on YouTube, go to Apple Podcasts, write us as a review. People need to hear what we're doing. We finally think we've got our legs underneath yep. us. We hope that you will um, take part in this journey with us. Yep, exactly. Lastly, if you have a friend who might enjoy this content, please, please share this with them. If you don't have any friends, share it on Facebook or Instagram anyway. And uh, we will catch you guys next time on the Racking Focus Podcast. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Racking Focus Podcast.